0: For you, Lord. Hey, Hey, Impact Church, we are so glad that you're with us on Facebook today. We're excited for what the Lord wants to do. If you're watching this on Facebook, then you know that the weather has hit the Ohio Valley. And so we decided to try to get ahead of the storm and we came in here on a saturday night that's where we're right now on a saturday night to record the message because we weren't sure how sunday morning is so that means if you're watching this right now you are at home and there is a bunch of snow outside so but we're so glad that you are watching us through Facebook. Make sure that you get down in the comment section. Let us know that you're watching. Share it. Let somebody know about it. Let them know, hey, listen, you know, everything's been shut down. But, hey, Impact's still having church. That's how we do it. I mean, you get a pandemic, we go to the parking lot. You know, you get snow, we'll go to Facebook. And there's nothing going to stop the Word of God. There's nothing going to stop Impact Church. We are going to continue to preach the gospel in this Ohio Valley and declare and decree that the king is alive and he is coming back for his church hey just a few things I want to go through real uh rather quickly is don't forget to give I know that uh we're snowed in but don't forget to give and you can give um on the website you can go to impact3.org you can give that way um you can mail it in here at uh, 300 school street is our address. You can mail it there. Or if there's some other ways to give, you can get in contact with uh, Stephanie Snyder. Or you can get in contact with Tina uh, Elliot, And she will be able. They can help you and guide you and direct you however. Listen, we'll, we'll meet you. We'll come to your house and get it. And it's not about us wanting the money. But the Apostle Paul said it this way. He says, not that I seek the gift. He was speaking to the church. He says, not that I speak the gift of them giving. He said, but, I, but, but the fruit that abounds to your account." And I don't want you to miss out on your blessing in this time and in this season. I know a lot of people are talking about the economy and and things with the economy that God will take care of his people. He said it in his word that he'll open up the windows of heaven and he'll pour out a blessing that we don't have room enough. He even says that I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor have I seen them begging bread. And I believe I don't care what happens with the stock market, what happens with GameStop or whatever is going on right now in the arena. That God will take care of his children. I wish I could get down in the comment section and amen right now. Um, Normally I've never, uh, I don't think I've ever in the years I've been preaching ever really kind of dedicated a message to anybody. But I am going to dedicate a message uh, today to my mother-in-law who is uh, in the last hours of her life here on earth. Who's getting ready to receive her heavenly reward And so I I don't know if she'd be able to hear this message or not. But Nellie, this one's for you. Going to preach my heart out. She was just, mmm whew, choked me up a little bit. But uh, she was just always just so proud of me being a preacher. So. Also, uh want to give a big shout-out to Bay 6. I, I come to the church tonight, and Bay 6 gave me a hero re- award. So I'm a hero. So Bay 6, and Bobby, uh, thank you. So, I almost called you Bobby Mingo, and everybody probably be Google, and like, who's Bobby Mingo? And they don't come up. But, Bob, thank you so much. Bless you guys. We love Bay 6. We love what you're all about, and um, just excited for what God's doing. I'm going to put this off to the side. Um, the the thing, Yeah. It's like going dark, so I want to be able to see myself. And all right, so just a little, yeah, we got it all situated there. So let me put this down for a second. All right, let's get into let's get into this word. So so last week I I, I preached. If if you have a moment, if you have time, you must go um, and listen to last week's message and just something that's just been near and dear on my heart. So after you get done listening to this message, go, go, go find yourself, go, go find the message. It's called take it. It's called take it. Make sure you get on to that message. But last week I I mentioned uh, a quote there. And the quote was that the enemy has two strategies, distraction and discouragement. And I said and went on to say that he will distract the church so that it crashes or he will discourage us. So that we quit. I'll say that again if somebody wants to write that down. He will distract the church so that it crashes or he will discourage us so that we quit. Uh, this week, um, and, and I've shared in previous messages back with the Barna poll. Barna is just a, a national poll that's come out. It doesn't lean on any side, does not have agenda. It's just a Barna poll. You look it up and that's the way it is. So they're not pushing any type of an agenda or uh, down with any political thing. It's just the group that, that they do polls. And this week they had a poll that came out and the title of it was the state of the church in 2020. The state of the church in 2020. And it broke it down by generations. And, and I want to read something because it goes into what I was preaching that he'll distract the church so that it crashes or he'll discourage us so that we quit. And in this Barnaple, it just shows what the enemy is doing in this time and in this season in the church, and in this Barna poll, it starts off with the boomers, the boomer generation, and it says that 26% of people have stopped attending church in 2020, and then it goes on to the Gen X generation, and it says that 35% of the Gen X generation has stopped attending church here in 2020, now, I know we're in 2021. The millennials, the millennial generation, 50% of them have stopped attending church in 2020. See how the enemy is working. He has two strategies, distraction and discouragement. And we've seen, and I call her Jezzy, and those who've watched my message and been with my messages, that old Jezzy has reared her ugly head up. And I'm going to preach about some other stuff here today. The enemy knows, the enemy knows that if he can distract the church, if he can discourage us, that he's going to win. But I'm here to let you know that if there was ever a time If there is ever a time for the church to need an Acts chapter 2 experience, now is the time. You say, what do you mean an Acts chapter 2 experience? If ever a time that in Acts chapter 2, it says when they got in one accord, when they got in one mindset, it is time for the church to join forces. It is not time for the church to be divided. It is not time for the church to be bickering about this and fighting about this and mad about over this and, oh, you took this and you have that and we don't have that and you have this. No, we need an axe. The enemy is distracting us. While we're over here fighting, he's killing the church. While we're over here distracted, churches are quitting by all-time numbers. Pastors are quitting at all-time numbers, not able to make it through this pandemic. The finances are not coming in like they used to the people are not attending the, uh, pastors are preaching and there's only 10 15 people in the church when they used to have hundreds of people because people feel more comfortable getting on an airplane next to somebody than they do to church people feel more comfortable going in and buying something and being lined up around the block at Walmart than they do come to the church people feel more comfortable than going to a ball game to a Super Bowl to a college game piled on top of one another over here celebrating and then they do the church. Why? Because the enemy is trying to distract the church. The enemy is trying to discourage the church. I wish I'd have an amen out there. And it's real easy to give me an amen. Uh, when we did the drive and you would honk a horn or if you're in service, I would have you give an amen, but in a comment section in virtual, you just get down in the hands, in the MOG section, put the hands up and give an amen or however it may be. Or, or some of you, a meme or however, just let me know that I'm preaching all right up in here today. Listen, now is our time, which takes me to our, takes me to our title today. And the title of my message is that it's our time. It's our time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for your grace, God. Move upon the hearts of your people, God. Invade invade the camera right now God invade the hearts of a pastor that are that is out there that is discouraged God invade a, a member that, that has been grafted into the church but 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 COVID is, has had them concerned God invade get a hold of their heart uh, the church is presenting ways to keep the gospel going whether it's a drive in whether it's virtual whether it's social distancing coming in whether it's washing hands I don't care how, what you got to do I don't care if you got to get yourself in a little bubble get your yourself to church somehow listen we will not discriminate we don't care if you come in with a bubble over your head we don't care they're talking about all kind of math i don't care if you come in with 20 masks on your face you got to get to the house of the lord you got to get in fellowship with one another get around whether it's the drive-in, whether it's virtual however it may be get into the house of the lord it is our time so many people i hear it oh the church is falling apart oh the church and 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 i see say, just like in Esther chapter 4 verse 14 is where I'm going to preach from today. In Esther chapter 4 verse 14, and it's speaking of uh, Esther and, and Mordecai and Haman. And in Esther chapter 4 verse 14, Mordecai is saying to Esther, he says this, he says, listen, if you keep quiet, At a time like this, that's exactly what it says. At a time like this, if you keep quiet at a time like this, and I'm going to explain what's going on at that time. If you keep quiet at a time like this, I I can't get too much into this. I'm going to preach all day in here. If you keep quiet at a time like this, listen, it is not time for the church to be quiet. I feel like Mordecai's spirit on me here this morning. You got to know that at a time like this, it is not the time for the church to shrink. It is not time for the church to be quiet. It is not time for the church to shrink, but it's time for the church to rise up. It is our time. It is time to lift up our voice and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I'm hoping I'm getting an amen out there. He says this, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows, Esther, who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. Ooh, for such a time as this. Mordecai challenged Esther. And said, maybe you have brought, maybe everything that has gone in your life has positioned you and has placed you for this time, for this season, for this opportunity, for such a time as this. Esther, Esther, let me take a few moments and let me preach here today. Esther, who was a Jewish orphan girl who was raised by her cousin, Mordecai. She she had to deal with the issue of losing both parents. I don't have real time to, to get from this, but I, I will say this, that despite her upbringing, despite her background, despite her setbacks in life, she still becomes queen, which that's a whole other message at a whole other time, at a whole other season. Her cousin tells her in this statement, who knows if perhaps... You were made queen. You were brought here for such a time as this. I want to talk to my people who attend Impact Church. Those that are the impacters. Those who come here, those that are faithful, I'm here to let you know that God has brought you here for such a time as this. If you believe what His Word says in the book of Psalms, He says, I have fearfully and wonderfully created you in your mother's womb. I I can even go further in Jeremiah. He says, I've called you by name. I've redeemed you. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. We can even go further in Corinthians that he's when he's talking about the body of Christ that he says the arm cannot say to the foot that it doesn't need you, that we need each other. But in that word, in Corinthians, he says, I've set you in the body. I've set you. God, oh, I wish I had some time up in here. Maybe let me rephrase it a little bit. When Mordecai said to uh, Esther, he says, maybe you become queen for such a time as this. If I can rephrase that, you have come to impact church for such time. A time as this. Listen, this pandemic did not catch God off guard. But God knew what was going to happen. God knew what was going to transpire. God knew what was going to take place. That's why... But when we were all the way down South, he put it in my wife and I's heart to tell you, he says, I need them to go up to the Ohio Valley because there's going to come a time in 2020 that I'm looking for a church that will not cower away. I'm looking for a church that will not fall into political correctness. I'm looking for a church that not will not cower away in fear from a pandemic. I'm looking for a church that won't get caught up in worry that won't get caught up in stress. But we'll go into the enemy's camp and take back what the enemy stole from them. It is not by accident that you are here at Impact Church. And God says, listen, as I'm touching their heart, uh, seven, eight years ago, God started touching your heart. And you say, well, I just started coming maybe four months ago. That don't mean God was still touching your heart. God was still, you have come to Impact Church for such a time as this it is not by accident it is not by coincidence it is not by happenstance that you are here but you are here so that deliverance and relief will come to this Ohio. I'm not preaching I'm prophesying to somebody just like he said that he said deliverance and relief will come here I'm here to let you know that it's not by accident that he has collectively started calling people from this Ohio Valley. I don't know if you came from the bar. I don't know if you came from the club. I don't know if you came from the boot scoop boogie. I don't know where you come from, but the Holy Spirit, just like in the days of Noah, that the Holy Spirit started drawing the animals to the ark, to a place of safety. God is drawing people from all around the Ohio Valley. The Holy Spirit saying they can't do this by themselves. I need you, and I need you, and I need you and I need oh yeah I'm talking to you and I need you I'm talking to somebody that's been watching and watching and watching and you've been wondering about coming to Impact Church and you just feel something. That's God moving upon you because you, he's called you for such a time as this, for such a time as this. What do you mean, me? Yeah, to bring deliverance and relief to this Ohio Valley, to those that are bound, to those, you say, well, I don't preach. No, but you can pray. Well, I don't know how to prophesy, but you can worship. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to articulate a message. You can lift your hands and give praise. And the last i seen that when God sent people out into the armies in the Bible, He didn't send out the preachers first. He didn't send out the prophesiers first. He didn't send out the ushers first. He sent out the worship worshipers. And everyone can worship. Everybody can lift their hands and magnify Him. And we need you to join forces with us for such a time as this. That we can see deliverance and relief come to this Ohio Valley. Not to this Ohio Valley, but to this nation. And it starts. It starts. You say, well, no, no, not, not just little old impact from Weirton, West Virginia. Yeah, that's what they said about the man who was born in Bethlehem. Nothing good comes. Nothing good. That's what they said about him. Nothing good comes from there. So many people, I'd never live in there. I'd never. And whether it's there or Steunville or wherever we're having church or wherever, we, we're doing it. We, we got a campus in Steunville. We got a campus over here. And we're looking at... Trying to do one in Pennsylvania. Let me find some PA people that want to do for something for such a time as this. That said, hey, listen, let's keep marching. Let's keep grooving. Let's keep doing this thing for such a time as this. For deliverance and relief to come to the people of God. So a decree. So a decree. Mordecai telling, telling Esther this. He's telling Esther this because a decree is going out by the king's right-hand man. Do I got a few minutes to preach this thing? I think I do. So a decree is going out by the king's right-hand man Haman. And he is to in his, his 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 goal his desire is to kill the Jews, to silence the Jews. A genocide of the Jews. What it sounds like, what's going on as you read this text here in Esther, what sounds like a lot's going on is that Haman and what's happening in the world right now. For people to understand that, I, I've talked about Jezebel, I've talked about people being controlled and manipulated, I've preached about eating at uh, those that are controlled that eat at the table of Jezebel and i talked about fighting the spirit behind the person that when jesus confronted peter he said get thee behind me satan he was talking to peter uh, in person but he was talking to the spirit behind and the same is with haman haman is functioning haman is functioning and he is operating and he is controlled by what we call a spirit of python a python spirit his 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 his, one, his goal was to silence the jews to silence them to quiet them to get them to be quiet are you with me here today to silence them and that's what a python spirit does Oh, it's the same. Oh, let me take a minute. I don't have time to preach too much. That python spirit comes from the book of Acts. The apostle Paul is approached by a girl that has a spirit of divination. You look up at spirit of divination in the Greek and it comes out pythos spirit. In the Greeks. pythos, which we get the word Python. What is a python? A python gets itself and it wraps itself around. you. I had a little thing. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it because we were trying to do it this way. And, and oh, it, it's here. So I'm going to come up in the camera real quick, and I'm just going to show you like a visual thing. I'm coming up real quick because because this visual is going to is going to show you what is what what the enemy is doing to the church. What the enemy is doing. Are you? I'm coming down that way. I'm coming down. you can hear me or not. And I know you can see it, but, but that's the enemy. That's a portrayal. God quicken my spirit. God quicken my spirit and said that right there, that right there, that's not an advertisement. The world thinks it's an advertisement, but it's for me to show you what that python spirit is doing to the church you see that it was wrapped around his head it was wrapped around his mouth Oh, stick with me it was wrapped around his mouth Haman was trying to silence the Jew but Mordecai was standing up and saying "No." no Mordecai decided to stand up and say no Mordecai decided to stand up oh I wish I had somebody this same spirit is attacking believers today oh you say Wow, come on preacher listen listen just this week and you can google it for yourself of how this spirit is attacking you can google it for yourself church deacon i think it's in idaho church deacon arrested while singing in parking lot That's the title of it, Church Deacon Arrested While Singing in the Parking Lot. Every year for like the last six years, the church and one of the deacons would go into the parking lot and they would sing, and I think it was a a part of um, just for the city. They were praying over the people of the city. They were just on the parking lot. They weren't in there. They weren't screaming. They weren't shouting. They weren't going crazy. They were just singing a song. And all of a sudden, somebody reported them, and they come over and they arrested him. They arrested us, well, you know, no, don't give me I know. Oh, that is Python has loosened itself and he is trying to silence the church and the church is continuing to be silent. We shall not be silent, but we shall rise up. It is our time. It is our season. And we have been brought here for such a time as this. And if we don't rise up, God said, I'll find somebody else. I'll take a drunk on the side of the road and I'll sober him up because he ain't afraid to go in but I don't want nothing taking my place I want to do what he's called me to do so when the time comes he can say well done good and faithful servant enter into the joy I'm telling somebody today rise up the church rise up I don't care what denomination you were in I don't care if you like shouting preaching or if you just like chill preaching it's our time it's our season it's our time the world, and, and, and here, because we, I, I, as a pastor, I, I always talk about it that the world always sees it as the natural. But we see it as the spiritual, as a, as a pastor. That's just how it is and the church. has got to recognize the spiritual fight that we're in. We wrestle against not flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. He said, what do you mean? The world is calling it cancel culture. If something is not agreed, oh, it's cancel culture, cancel culture. Cancel culture. No, it's Python. I see it as it is. It's a spirit. The world's saying cancel culture. If you don't preach or say what they like or how they want it. But I'm here to let the world know that the church should ought to be turning the world upside down. We should not be conformed to the church. And cancel culture can come if cancel culture wants to come. But I'll be like Paul and Silas. That they told Paul to be quiet. They told Silas to be quiet. Or you'll get thrown in jail. Paul and Silas get thrown in jail but the bible oh i'm preaching now but the bible tells me at midnight paul and silas rose up singing praises unto god and the prisoner and the chains were loose and the prison doors were opened up god said i'll take care of a church that will rise up i'll take care of a church that will unashamed unequivocally march into the enemy's camp and take back what the devil stole from me. Can I get an amen in here? The only way, the only way to kill that spirit, the only way to kill that spirit is to give what Hebrews calls, Hebrews calls it a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips giving thanks unto him. I'll give him the sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips Giving thanks unto Him. The problem is is that that python has grabbed a hold of it. Or as the world calls it, cancel culture. Has wrapped around. And because it's wrapped itself around. As it's wrapped itself around. As it's wrapped. Look at my hands. And all of a sudden we are walking around. The world is walking around like Moses. When he was battling the Amalekites. And they were defeating him. In Exodus 17, you can read it for yourself. And he was here. He was here. He was here. And the Malachites were winning. Because Python got a hold of him. And had wrapped himself around him. His hands were down. I'll say that again. His hands were down. I said his hands were down. I said his hands were down. But I'm here to let you know the word tells me. That the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The, The Bible tells me that no weapon formed against. We shall be able to prosper The Bible tells me if God before me Then who can be against me The Bible tells me that if the enemy Comes in like a flood that the spirit of the Lord Will lift up a standard That a thousand may fall at my left and ten thousand at my right But none shall come near with me Yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I shall fear no evil And so uh, Moses walking around Python had him gripped Until someone came along And lifted his hands And when his hands went up, then things started to turn in Moses' favor. Oh, I'm preaching now. When his hands went up, when someone came along and they broke off that python spirit, when they broke off, that python spirit, when they broke off that python spirit, and it said, Moses, lift up your hand. And as his hands were lifted up, all of a sudden God started turning it in Moses' favor. I wish somebody would get in that comment section right now and let me know that I'm preaching to somebody up in there because somebody right there out on Facebook right now has been wrapped up and tied up with python. But today is your day that he's gonna loose you and let. You go. I've come to be the one. When his hands lifted up, God started working in his favor. When they came along and said, hey Moses, pythons had a hold of you. We come to break it. And he lifted his hands. And all of a sudden he had he, he was getting beat down. But all of a sudden God started turning it in his favor. I come to lift your hands here this morning and tell you that things are getting ready to work In your favor. It is just the simplest thing. The lifting of your hand. Oh, I guess i got to bring back Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas were wrapped up. They had just approached. They had. He had just delivered a spirit of divination. A python spirit. He came up and said, lift her. And let her go. They threw, threw him in the prison. He's in the prison. They started praising and worshiping. And singing praises unto God. Late in the midnight hour. And all of a sudden, God began to turn it around. I'm here here to tell somebody that late in the midnight hour God's going to turn it around and it's going to work in your favor. Oh I don't know who I'm talking to but if you're out there right now I want you to take your index finger and I want you to point it at your screen right now and just go like this and it's a sign to the enemy. It's a sign to your haters. It's a sign to the naysayers. It's a sign God's getting ready to turn it around. Turn it around. Weeping may endure for night. But joy comes in the morning. Joy of what? God turning it around. God turning around. I'm, oh, he's getting ready to work it in your favor. Next time you're at Walmart, next time you're at the store, next time you're somewhere and you see somebody that that's from Impact, just look at him. <laughs> he's turning it. He's turning it. Next time you go to the doctor's office and your doctor don't give you a good report, just say, hey doc. He's turning it. He's turning it. Next time the lawyers don't want to help you, point them right in the face and just turning it, turning it, turning it, turning it, turning it. Oh, your workplace. Uh, uh, people are. He's turning it. He's turning it. He's turning it. What you meant for evil, God's going to turn it for good. He's turning it. He said he'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Oh, what's that mean? You haven't eaten a good steak until you ate it in front of somebody who never wanted you to have it, that means God's turning it the ones that tried to get you fired God's turning it, the ones that tried to get you in trouble, God's turning it, that ex that's trying to make you look bad I wish I had an organ up in here because I'd preach. I'll say that again. That ex that's trying to make you look bad, bashing you over here and bashing you over there. Next time you have to meet up with them or her or whatever, just look at him in the face. He's turning it. He's turning it. Oh, he's turning it. He's turning it. I wish I had time to preach this. I wish I, you need to get in. The, if you need God to turn it, get in that comment section. Get in there right now and just say God's turning it. God's turning it. And I think there's even an emoji. I think there's an emoji with an index finger. Throw it up in that comment section. It might not spin, but just let them know he's turning it, he's turning it, he's turning it. Oh, yeah, next time you go to the store, he's turning it, he's turning it. He's working it in my favor. He's working it in my favor. I'm here to tell the church now is not the time to lower our hands and our head and to be quiet But now is the time and now is the season to lift up our hands without wrath or without doubt. Now is the time as Python has tried to quiet us. But his word tells me shout unto God with a voice of triumph. He says shout, yes, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. He's turning it. He's turning it. I come to tell somebody, it's our time. It's our time. It's our time to rise up. It's our time. It's our time. It's our time not to talk about it, but to walk in it. It's our time to walk in stuff we used to sink in. It's our time to be, not to be the victim, but to be the victor. It's our time to move. It's time to change. It's our time to rearrange. It's our time to be the head. And not to tell. It's our time to be bondage breakers. It's our time to be overcomers. It's our time to lift up our voice. Oh, I wish I had somebody that would help me preach this thing in here today. You need to get in there. It's our time. It's our time. It's our time. It's time for the church to rise. It's time for the church to unify. It's time for the church to come together. It's time to lift up our voice. It's time to lift up our hands uh, for such a time as this. He's been moving on your heart. He's been speaking to you. He's been... moving on you and he's saying go go i don't care how you got to go listen we got a drive-in service you need to get there we got an in-person service it's in weird you can get there he said well i live in wintersville good we got something over in stewville and we got something for you now is the time for the church to rise up listen get in there comment get in that car con- don't don't make He's turning it. He's turning it. He's turning it. If you see me, if you see me out and about, and and don't get upset if I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't shout at you. And I don't be like, hey, I might just look at you. He's turning it. He's turning it in my favor. He's turning it in my favor. Listen, I'll say this as As I'm wrapping it up and getting ready to go. And thank you. Thank you for everybody that's been online today. Thank you for everybody that's out there that's watching. For everybody that's commenting. We're praying for you. We're believing for God to do great things in your heart. Share it. Let somebody know. Listen, the church is is walking around like this. But it's time. It's time that we lift up our voice. And we shout unto God. But I want to say this. that, That the church... The church, and I'm ending here, and some of you are like, oh no, his ending's like 20 minutes long. No, not today. Not today. The, the, church, the church must have a paradigm shift. We must. We must. We must have a paradigm shift. And you say, well, what's a paradigm shift? A paradigm shift is a, is a change of your thinking of a condition previously thought impossible. I'll say that again. I'll say that again because I'm only going to say it one more time because you're going to have to tune in next week or you're going to have to come into the drive-in service because that's all I'm going to preach about it today. And I'm going to say a paradigm shift is a change of your thinking of a condition previously thought impossible. Esther, Mordecai said, Esther, now is your time. And Esther says this. Listen, if I don't, if I go to the king. And I have not been summoned and I have not been called. It is death. It is is impossible. And Mordecai challenged her. Let there be a paradigm shift with you, girl. You have been brought for such a time as this. So I encourage you. I'm ending there. It's an odd way to end. But I'm preaching part two next week. And you're going to be encouraged. So next week, don't forget. Drive-in service. If you if you're if you're high risk, we understand that. If you're high risk, we're, we we have a great time. Weather doesn't stop us. Find somebody that does the drive. I preach in the snow, the rain, the cold. We preached last week and it was uh, five degrees. It was cold. Be there. Be there if you like in person. We do in service. We have one in here in Weerton. You can social distance. We have a balcony. You can get in the balcony. You can be away from everybody. We got we got hand sanitizers. Got masks, Got whatever you need. You can be apart. The pews and are not the pews. The chairs are separated. They're far enough. Or you know what? Maybe that's too early of a service because it's 9:45. Go to the Sycamore Center. Go to the Sycamore Center. That place is huge. I mean, that place is humongous. I mean, you can, you can, uh, man, you oh my goodness. I mean, that place is just huge. You can social distance and be fine and be great. But I'll tell you this, the Lord's picking them up. The Lord's picking them up and he's bringing them. He's bringing them. He's drawing them. Just like he's drawing you today, he's drawing you. The impact, because we're coming together, we're uniting together, and we are going to bring deliverance and relief to this Ohio Valley. We're going to see the drug addicts delivered. We're going to see those that are discouraged and oppressed and depressed. We're going to see God deliver them. We're going to begin to see. We're going to begin to see the Bible come alive. I pray that you can believe with me. You say, "Oh, Pastor, that's impossible. You can't see tumors leave, and you can't see." That's why I'm saying. A paradigm shift, a paradigm, the things that seem impossible. God's getting ready with God. I'm just quoting the word with God. All things are possible. Hey, next week, part two. You don't want to miss it. You're going to be blessed. Love you guys. God bless.